Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network in conjunction with the Sampson Family Foundation, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. Now here's Ralph and your host, Mac McDonald. Welcome in Center Court Winter Circle Network. We should have done a cake, Ralph. You know, it's our 100th show, a celebration today. And did you ever think that we would last 100 shows? I mean, that's a you know, that's a lot of shows during the course of a year and uh, or a little bit more than a year. But um, uh, I'm glad we're here. And um, you never know how far things can go, right? You look at TV show that looked at like blackish that lasted like eight seasons. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe two seasons. Yeah, all these shows that last, you know, all these seasons, all these weeks and months and years, or whatever. But uh, wow, 100 is a, is a milestone. Anything, even, you know, if you can reach 100 years old, it's a milestone, right? Most people don't. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad to be here. Glad to yeah, be here. Well, I am too. And when I got the call a year ago, October, it, it was, um, you know, it was an honor and uh, to rejoin with you. We did a, a, a probably more than 100 interviews when you were playing, uh, you know, at Virginia and we accomplished a lot of stuff. But anyway, today, through a, a committee and through uh, people talking about the shows, we have picked the top 10 moments of the last how many months, but the last 100 shows. And there have really been uh, some good ones, Ralph, with really key people. When you think about the people we've had, and I don't want to unveil all the top 10 right now. We're going to do it in kind of a countdown fashion, which is going to be fun today. But when you think about the guests and the people that your life has crossed and the people that you have known through the years, I mean, it's pretty remarkable, right? It's been fun to go back to a database, but also, you know, not only the people you have direct contact with, also the people that you have indirect contact with by other people saying, oh, I want to be on your show or you, you call them after to be on a show and they respond mm-hmm. oh great 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 it's been amazing to get those contacts and people and hear their stories and even understand you know how we are connected one way or another through sports or personally uh that's been fun to listen to for sure that's been exciting for me we had an early on and i don't want to and then later on but you know we and uh these uh, these two guys are not in our top 10 but but early on our second or third show we had bud foster who the former mm-hmm. uh defensive coordinator of virginia tech and bud was just terrific and then you know fast forward 70 or 80 shows john grisham who who took time to talk about his new book suli and how how great that was and when you so when you think about all the people we've had have had remarkable moments within this show to really you know, lay out some pretty interesting topics and things that we have really appreciated. I know I, I speak for you and Kathy and uh, and the crew that that puts this together, but we've had some remarkable moments for sure. The story has been amazing, uh, as you mentioned. You know, from John Grisham mm-hmm. on to to other people that in our top ten today. But 
the stories have been amazing. And, uh, you know, I've kind of learned a lot from other people's stories as well. And hopefully you guys out there listening have as well. We'll go to break. When we come back, the top three, 10, 9, and 8, as we start a countdown to our top 10 moments of the last 100 shows. This is Center Court on the Winner Circle Network. A bold new experience is coming to Charlottesville. Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson is opening the American Tap Room. It's an upscale sports bar brought to you by the basketball legend himself. Ralph Sampson's American Tap Room has been built in the spirit of competition with everything from burgers and wings to premium steaks and seafood. The Tap Room also features a special Ralph's House IPA made by the Three Knots Brewing Company. With a grand opening just a couple weeks away, now is your chance to join Ralph's team and get in on the ground floor of the American Tap Room launch. Whether you're traveling for the game and looking for that special pregame meal or meeting that important client, Ralph's American Tap Room is in a terrific location in Barracks Road off of Emmett Street. Discover Hall of Fame greatness Log on to americantaproom.com. Women and girls in Tanzania are trekking six hours a day often to these unclean water sources, yep. risking their children's health to fetch water because that's your only chance. You know, you got to drink to survive. You'll take the chance. Waterborne illness is killing a ton of kids around the world as we speak. And that's what I took away from Tanzania. And I said, yeah, there's a sports niche here where I want to get in this thing because of the efficiency that I see. You're listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Once again, here's Ralph and Mac. Welcome back. Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. As Ralph and I said in the open and talking about our, our 100th show and a little celebration today, we're going to give you the top 10 moments of the 100 shows that we've had. And we're gonna start with the first segment, 10 through eight. And Ralph, I go back to a guy that, I don't know, we've been pretty close to for a long time. At number 10, no drum roll, but at number 10, <laughs> Chris Long was with us early in uh, those 100 shows. As Chris, you know, one of six players to win consecutive Super Bowls for different teams. And he was Walter Payton Man of the Year in 2018. But what really stirred us and what we were, it was so fun to listen to was how he built his foundation because he felt that East Africa needed water. How good was this story? Uh, amazing. I mean, I mean, we know Chris since his UVA football days, his dad, Howie, they live in Charlottesville. I'm on the board with his mother at the, at the Boys and Girls Club. So the connections become very, very massive if you start looking at kind of a, the history, but the sports connection, you know, built who he is, obviously family did as well, but I'm not going at his golf tournament a number of weeks ago uh, on a Monday night, just with him. He had the old Commodore singing, you know, uh, <laughs> on stage at the board's head end. So it was a good, good situation there with that. But to see him out there in that element is totally different than watching him play football, but you now know the man and they also say the myth and legend of Chris Long, but uh, he's done a great, amazing job with the water boys. Yeah, he really has. And, when he talked about why the foundation and what clean water meant to uh, to Tanzania and why he put together water boys, it was pretty inspirational. Our number 10 moment of our top 100 shows. If you want to raise money, you have to you have to make noise about it. 
And mm. Tanzania is one place. There's so many like it. Um, and there are so many communities and so many countries that in, in, in people that we will never meet that are fighting battles that we'll never have to fight here in, in our country is women and girls in Tanzania are trekking six hours a day often to these unclean water sources, yep. risking their children's health to fetch water because that's your only chance. You know, you got to drink to survive. You'll take the chance. Waterborne illness is killing a ton of kids around the world as we speak. And that's what I took away from Tanzania. And I said, yeah, there's a sports niche here where I want to get in this thing because of the efficiency that I see. It appears to me that clean water is the best vehicle to change the world quickly. We're at almost 100 wells uh, and we provided almost 100 or 500,000 people the gift of clean water. And it's life changing. We branched out and we've done hometown H2O. So we're doing projects in rural Virginia. We're doing them in Texas. We're doing them. You know, there's places right under our noses where people don't, exactly. Americans don't have yeah. clean water. Yeah, pretty good stuff. huh? And the water boys, when he talked about building over 100 wells, it was several trips to East Africa. And when he witnessed what the Tanzanian, you know, women were doing to, you know, six miles a day to get fresh water. Hey, Chris, I give you I give you a lot of credit. You probably should be higher than number 10, but that was a special one. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the top 10, so he's on the roster. But, uh, you know, we were the likes of who we have. But, I mean, think about it, Mac. People walking five, six miles just to carry a couple of gallons of yeah. water. And that water is going to leave, you know, in, in the same day uh, or the next day, right? So it's kind of tragic to hear all that. But you know, this country, this world... I say we we kind of know what we're dealing with all over the world. It's you know we we got some hard times ahead of us, and uh, uh, Chris Long and the Water Boys is making a difference in the world, not just in the United States. Yeah, doing a terrific job. All right, at number nine, uh, this was close to my heart because he was a former Raider, also a former Patriot. Mike Haynes, a nine-time pro bowler and somebody that you had crossed paths with. What he had to say about staying healthy. I mean, he's my age. What he had to say about staying healthy, Ralph, meant a lot to us at that time, right? I mean, just his motivation, though. I mean, I mean one of your favorite, you know, football team, the Raiders, mm-hmm. and and uh, his mentality with, you know, Al Davis in those days, and the Raiders hardcore, hard-nosed, and to go through some medical challenges in his life, but also going back to the mentality of working out and being in great shape. I mean, the story was amazing. We love this mm-hmm. show, Mac. I'm working out hard. I'm getting stronger and uh, I'm not going to be competing. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. I, I feel very blessed to to be around other people who are also interested in, in living a healthy life and health and wellness. Uh, and also I care about, I care about my teammates. I, um, you know, I, the information that I learned about health and wellness, I share it. Um, when I was a prostate cancer um, survivor and, and I found out I had prostate cancer, I became the spokesperson because I felt like most guys out there were just like me. You know, they they just say, hey, I'm I'm in good health. I'm not gonna go over there and find out if I'm, you know, have cancer or anything like that. If I get it, I get it. But once I was diagnosed with it and it, we found it early, I realized that my way of thinking needed to change. And if if I thought that way, I'm sure there's other guys out there, you do know, you do want to know if you have it in the early stages when it's easily treatable. You know, you don't want to wait until it's like nothing you can do. This is it, man. You know, you got a year, that's it. No, you want to know when it's easily treatable uh, and uh, and you can continue to live a long life. So I've already lived almost 14, 15 years past that. And I like, I, I got another 50 to go. 
So, and then he, and he's on his way after 14 years of, you know, being diagnosed and 100% healthy. I mean, it's an amazing story. And, and uh, you know, I, I need to follow his footsteps. I need to do what he's doing for sure. Yeah. All right. It's our top 10 100 moments. And we end our first segment with number eight and a guy that you knew pretty well, believe it or not, BJ Armstrong who uh, got to play with Michael Jordan. He was an Iowa guy, but BJ's story was, was pretty good too. Yeah. BJ's amazing story. I mean, I got built, you know, obviously played against him, but also built a relationship because he was the agent for my son, Ralph Sampson, the third that went to university of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And so we built that relationship there as well. But, you know, in the conversation back with him on our show, I mean, well, homegrown guy, down to earth guy, you know, what, what surprised me, he's in California living on a mini farm. So, uh, we text all the time now and say, Hey, how are you doing? Can this time it's time for growing season right now. And so, uh, BJ Armstrong, a one of a kind guy that played with the great Michael Jordan is a great story. Yeah. BJ checks in at number eight, talking about playing with number 23. It just never occurred. I, I mean, I knew those guys were great, but mm -hmm. I didn't know where, you know, I didn't have a way to evaluate it or look at it from the lens of saying their impact or our impact that was going to be on the game. So, um, you know, playing with Michael was he was a unique individual because of his drive and his dedication to the game and the way he played and the way the game was played at that particular time. So a lot of things came together. Um, it was always a big man game. It was always dominated by the bigs. And suddenly you had this two guard that no one said at that particular time. Now we say it you know, as if it was, you know, as if it's canon. But mm -hmm. no one was saying, let's build a team around a 6'6 shooting guard who's averaging right, right. 30 points a game. Now yeah. everyone's like, oh, this is, but no one was saying that, right, back then. So it was a very unique opportunity. And to be honest with you, we didn't know if it was possible. I mean, Michael was averaging 30 plus points a game. Um, but his dedication, his drive, his leadership style, but more importantly, his ability to perform. Uh, when it was time to perform, we just, we had a guy that could close the game. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. I mean, you need, you know, Ralph will tell you in the last four minutes of a game, you need that take guy over. who can yep. take over a game. Well, we had a guy who could do that and uh, he did it as well as anybody. And, um, you know, here we are still talking about something that, you know, was over 30 years ago. Yeah. BJ Armstrong, Ralph, there was no better closer than Michael Jordan. Was there ever? In his era. Yes. I mean, you know, yeah. earlier you would want to go to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to Scott Hook, especially when you were down two points, Michael, if you need a three. But think about it, Mac. Michael used to score 30, 30 plus points and still lose. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and he had to understand the evolution of the Detroit Pistons that beat him up and Boston Celtics with Larry Bird, Kevin Kale, and Robert Paris. They beat him up as well. But when he started to understand how to win, and then he has this motivation to win, he became a nightmare for the league and the history is honestly what it is, right? And BJ's was a part of that history. Uh, because he got in guys on this team's face. Yeah. Can you imagine playing with Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, and that, and that crew, right? And making them motivated to be the best because you now in an era of basketball that is, is legendary. And he left his mark on the NBA and the world. Do you really think that anything that I asked them after the contest <laughs> is that difficult and that hard? <laughs> if it is, Ralph, how did they ever compete against the people they were just in front of? They have a choice. They don't have to do the interview. This is Center Court, presented by the Winner's Circle Network in association with the Sampson Family Foundation.
Welcome back. It's Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. Mac McDonald with Ralph Sampson. And uh, it's, our, it's our top 10 moments of our last 100 shows. Seven through five we go now. And this guy, you know pretty well. Number seven, number 11, he wore Isaiah Thomas. You guys had a pretty good relationship, didn't you? Man, we, we, we go way back when. You know, we went back to high school, same high school class, mm-hmm. played in uh, the, the uh, McDonald's All-American game. He was in the, uh, on the All-American team. I was on the D.C. All-Star team. Uh, camps, clinics, B.C. clinic. So we, we, go, we were friends many, many years ago. And, and as, I, as I tell him, and he, you know, we talked about this as well, Mac, when uh, we was trying to, I went to UVA, obviously, he went to Indiana. Mm-hmm. And when I was trying to come out, he was coming, he called me, are you coming out? Are you coming? And I, there were no cell phones. He would call me on my home number at home. Are you coming out? Coming out because he wanted to go to Detroit. And I didn't know if I want to come out and go to Detroit. So we talked all the time, you know, and after over years now, we still communicate really well. And we text him birthdays and he does social media as well. But Isaiah Thomas was one of the best point guards ever played in the NBA. When Isaiah Thomas was recruited by Bobby Knight, of course, to go to Indiana, it's quite the story. This is moment <laughs> number seven of our last 100 shows. You know, I remember, uh, you know, Ralph and I were, were both highly recruited. And, you know, all of us were offered all kinds of things. And we were extremely poor. And so all our visits had to be in the daytime because we had no lights. Uh, we had no, no gas. We had no food in the refrigerator. So, you know, Coach Knight came to visit, uh, you know, and he came at about four. And I'll never forget, like, um, we sitting there and, you know, we didn't have uh, furniture. So we sitting on the couch and he's actually sitting on the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it was warm, right? Yeah, remember, remember yeah exactly. Right? Steam remember heat. Yeah, so, 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 it, so it wasn't warm. So but remember, you had to put like water in there so it could heat yep. up and you close it down. So. That was like our little, you know, that was our couch, so to speak. So he's sitting on there and, and Ralph, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to play it off, but I never forget, it was a roach coming down. <laughs> but, but anyway, you know, they, they uh, get to talking and, and um, he and my brother, like, you know, get into it. But I remember my mom, you know, looking at, 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 at coach and, you know, cause coach was like, look, I'm gonna promise your son three things. A, he's going to get a good education. B, he's going to be a gentleman. And C, I'm going to teach him everything I know about basketball. Now, Ralph, we we poured and poor, right? And a lot of coaches that come to our house, they were offering money and everything else. So my brothers and I are like, well, okay, well, we're not going in. <laughs> you know, we right? can't go there. Yeah, nobody's talking about no money, talking about no cars, nobody talking about no jobs. I mean, well, we, we're not going to school there. And I remember sitting there and my mom was like shaking her head and I was like, oh, no, this ain't gonna go well. <laughs> so fast forward, my mom, you know, they call a press conference to announce where you're going. Yeah. My mom had the press conference. I was sitting right next to her and she said, my son has made his decision. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to Indiana University to play for Coach Knight. And oh, wow. that's kind of how it was. That was an absolute classic story. We got roaches. We got a radiator that he uses for a couch. And he said, we were so poor. But his mom says, no, no, no. I will hold the press conference. How how good was that story, Stick? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Isaiah's mom, she's very, you know, 
very tough woman and his dad, you know, as well. But, uh, you know, and, and Isaiah listened to her like we all listen to our mom and parent. But she called the press conference. She <laughs> said where he was going. So he didn't have to do any worse to it. But I think she was also involved when he left, you know, after the our second year at the UVA, when he went mm -hmm. on to the uh, Detroit Pistons, when he left school, she probably made that decision as well at that point in time because <laughs> he was ready to go. He was ready to go. I'm sure. He he coached the Pacers, the Knicks. He was with Florida International. Uh, but Isaiah was uh, was Super Stories, number seven. All right, checking in at number six. It's our top 10 moments of our last 100 shows as Ralph and I celebrate 100 for this uh, for this podcast and this radio show. Jim Gray was very, very good. And I know your path uh, had crossed with Jim Gray. And I thought this was a real coup because Jim was one of those guys or is one of those guys. He, he's absolutely as good as it gets. He's interviewed everybody. Ali, Tyson, Brady, Jordan. He goes on and on and on, right? Um, yes. 12, 12 Emmys, more awards than, than we can name. But of course, when it came to game two of that 99 World Series and the, the conversation with with Pete Rose that turned some people off. But the, the thing I liked about the Jim Gray interview, he talked about, look, I'm only asking questions. I'm not throwing elbows and I'm not kicking you. You know, if they can't handle a question afterward, I loved, I loved Jim Gray's philosophy. You know, you see kind of why he's successful getting all the interviews he's haven't gotten over the years. I mean, you know, and I've built a relationship with him, Mac, and he's been personable. And, and, and I can, you know, you, it's either somebody that you want to interview because you can trust right. him not to go off the beaten path. And he's built that relationship with the likes of Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson's of the world where you can trust him and, and everybody feels comfortable with him. So, I mean, the great Jim Gray, and then he had wrote a book. I mean, he did a lot of stuff in his career. And then I mean, look forward to maybe getting him back one day on the show because I think he's got, anyway, most of our guests, Mac, we have more, more to tell, time to go through <laughs> everything, but he's one of those guys. Yeah, Jim Gray, with his philosophy on look, I don't feel that the questions I ask are all that difficult. Well, I've never been afraid because I was just curious and I just wanted to ask these guys what had taken place from what was just in front of us or what pertained to the game that had taken place uh, or the match that had taken place uh, that, that we had just seen. So I never, and, and I've never felt in peril by any of the people that I've, that I've interviewed. I've never felt like, you know, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson one time threatened to kill me on the air. <laughs> 45 seconds later, he kissed me on the cheek. And let me tell you, 25 years later, it's still far more disturbing that he kissed me than when he threatened to kill me. <laughs> so, you know, you're just, you're just trying to do your job. And when you're, when you're asking questions that are about what has gone on or why it is that something occurred, you know, you, 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 you have a responsibility to yourself, to the people you work with and to the audience, all of those constituents, you know, you, ha you have to, to try to satisfy. So I've never thought that asking a tough question was that tough. And somebody asked me that same question, Mac, Mike Tyson mm -hmm. and I did the round table uh, in 2018 uh, in Canastota. And somebody asked Mike, you know, you know, Jim used to piss you off or Jim used to ask you those questions. And Mike gave his answer. And I'd never thought of it in, until 40 years later. And I said, you know what? Mike Tyson just got hit in the head 150 times by Evander Holyfield. <laughs> Tom Brady has been sacked four times by Michael Strahan. Kobe Bryant has had his feet stepped on the entire game. Do you really think that anything that I asked them after the contest 
is that difficult and that hard? <laughs> if it is, if it is, Ralph, how did they ever compete against the people they were just in front of? So as long as it's not mean, unfair, malicious, or you know, way out of bounds, as long as it pertains to what it is that caused them to perform, it's really not that tough a question. And if the people who are being interviewed think it is, they have a choice. They don't have to do the interview. There's no gun to anybody's head. I can't force anybody. They're not, they're not there under duress. They're there by choice. Jim Gray and with a great philosophy. And he's, you know, he stood behind his Pete Rose uh, interview in that 99 World Series. I did not ask Pete that tough of question, you know, about the Hall of Fame and, you know, uh, what he went through. Pretty good stuff. Jim Gray, special guy. Yeah, I'm a great guy, Mac. Uh, one of the best, like I said earlier. And and I uh, look forward to maybe having that on again because uh, I know he's got all these stories and interviews that he's done. But he also, you know, it's not like you interview him and ask him a question. He gets into kind of how he feels and mm -hmm. what he feels. And he understands the listener, the guest, and and the business of uh, what he does. So yeah. great, great, great interview with him. We round out the segment at number five of our top 10 moments of our last 100 shows. A guy that played basketball at Wake Forest played alongside Tim Duncan and Randolph Childress who turned uh, his basketball knowledge and his degree into acting, Mark Blucas. And Blucas's philosophy was so good because, and he, 33 movies, 28 television shows later, he understands life and he has a lot of things that he taught his kids. Rejection is one of the greatest things on the planet. Yeah. If you use failure the right way, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it's like, you see it, the, like it's so highlighted. And I try to tell my kids that like, you see an athlete that somehow loses a limb or some tragic event happens and you either become a couch potato or you become like an Olympic athlete. You can yeah, use yeah, yeah. that moment to stop you or to propel you. But it's that mentality. I, I, tell, I say that story now because it's really that mentality that like I'm commentating with you a little bit and, and having a conversation with ESPN. I got this business with Earnhardt and things are kind of happening. And I get this phone call to go be in a movie you know that i was a glorified extra i had a line but it hit me like basketball hit me i felt it here here and here and when my head heart and gut all align and there's something about there's something about for me being a rookie and a freshman that i kind of like you know ralph and i'm sure mac you guys are always like you you, you teach or talk to kids or you go do something <laughs> and someone asks you to speak I've had to, because of technology and Xbox, I've had to change my analogy, but I've always said that like, yeah, it's like life's a pinball game. I'm like, do you guys know what that is, pinball? Um, but it's like, you know, we're all trying to get in that one hole that just racks up points, but to get there, you're gonna go, you're gonna fail, you're gonna go down the gutter, um, but you wanna land in that one spot. The courage is just getting the next ball in play. Just get in play and trust that you'll bounce around and meet the right people and relationships. And as long as it's of the right intention that you're working hard and you're absorbing and trying to learn and go, you will land in that spot. He got he got the part in Pleasantville because he hit a half court shot for the director, right. Gary Ross. So how good was that? I, I thought that was a, a terrific moment. So we move to our final four. I got stopped by a state trooper, called me a lot of names banged on my car and uh he said that i was rebellious and they arrested me he took me to the little small town and put me in jail i called the governor and he said dog don't do anything to, 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 to cause a problem he said you, you let me handle this 
The Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation present Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball star Ralph Sampson. Again, here's Ralph and Mac. Welcome in Center Court, Winner's Circle Network. And uh, Ralph and I decided that uh, 100 shows, we didn't have a cake, but we deserved a top 10. And we go to number four. It's our final four. And who else but to be in a, a final four, but at number four, Ralph, the one, the only Charlie Scott of North Carolina. I mean, Mac, amazing guy. I've built a relationship with him over the years. Hall of Fame basketball player, great friend. Uh, when I lived in Atlanta, he was not too far in the same subdivision where I live. And a character, but uh, mm -hmm. but really, really good guy. And his story is amazing as well. Charlie is 73 now. Uh, and when he, he left New York and he went to the Lorenberg Institute and he was in high school and there was a moment in in our in that show and during the interview with charlie where he talked about where he almost got in serious trouble listen we were with two two friends of mine me and my friend named skip and my friend named i we walk into the grocery store to go get a hamburger and the police stopped us and put us in the car and took us to a house where a young white lady had been raped by three black men and when they took us to this house Standing on the porch was her husband with a shotgun. In <laughs> yeah. They took us out of the car and really took us and just asked the young lady, are these the men that raped you? And I'm pretty sure, luckily she said no, they were a lot shorter. Cause you know, I was six four, my <laughs> other friend was six four. She said, no, they were a lot shorter. I said, but to be honest with you, Ralph, this is the truth. She was crying. I was so damn scared. I said, she can't see. She got tears. <laughs> you know, the husband's standing there with a shotgun in his head. Wow. And she got tears in her eyes. And I'm saying, no, sir, she can't see. She got tears in her eyes. She can't really see us. But she said, no, they were a lot shorter. But so, you know, that was one experience I had in the South where I knew that things were a lot different than from where I grew up at. The one, the only, Charlie Scott. That was a pretty emotional moment too. But now he can laugh at it, right, Stick? I just understand that you know he he played in the you know seventies in North Carolina. One of the first African Americans played in ACC at North mm -hmm. Carolina, and he just recently, over the last number of years, got into the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, sometimes it amazes me what else could he have done in his career over the, over the years, then get in the Hall of Fame. But I'm glad he's there. The story is amazing, and to you know just relive that on our show is was a good time and, and chatting because he, he's a character. He loves to laugh and have fun. And I really appreciate Charlie Scott because he's one of the legends in ACC. No, I totally agree. We moved to number three of our top 100 shows. We are giving you the top 10 moments. Maybe no one more inspirational than Pat Williams, who has been around the sports world forever and ever. 1968, he was hired by the 76ers as their business manager. He came to Orlando, made a lot of waves, of course, uh, there. He's in the Wake Forest Hall of Fame. He has written over 100 books, a ton of books on, on leadership. He says he's got 40 more that he wants to write. I'll, I'll always remember Ralph's reaction to uh, you know, because Pat was talking about age and he was talking about, look, you're never too old to do something. Right. But when he uttered this quote, Ralph, you reacted. I'm going to play it right now and then I'll get your reaction. When we come back. Pat Williams, the one, the only. I think as long as you have a pulse, you have a purpose. And and I and I and as God, as long as God keeps us around, 
Uh, I don't think he wants us just to sit back and reflect and, and, uh, and, and just w watch daytime television. So as long as our heart is beating, uh, there's a purpose to our life. And if your health is good, I think the best years of your life should be from the 80s to the 90s. If your health is good, you've got wisdom. Your children are raised. You don't have day-to-day -day responsibilities. Your grandchildren, you know, are probably raised at this point. And, and I think you just can't, uh, I don't think God wants us just sitting back and saying, 80 years was enough. You know, I'm not going to do anymore. I'm not going to contribute anymore. I still have 44 books that I want to write. So, Ralph, it's not enough that he's writing or has ideas for 40 more books. He wants to bring baseball to Orlando. How good was Pat Williams? Well, I guess he said, Mike, he had the pulse and he had the purpose. So, yeah. as long as he's breathing... He's going to have something, but, you know, 40, I mean, he was with the Philadelphia 76ers and built that program up there in, in the NBA to Orlando to, you know, raising children and adopting kids to projects to 44 books. And now I want to bring a baseball team to Orlando. Well, I have a great feeling like, like me, I don't think you're going to retire anytime soon either. So no, no, that's, no time. that's just the way it is. The works no time. We're down to our final two, the final two moments of our top 10. This is our 100th show. And there were two that just resonated with me. And I know when we had Cedric Maxwell, he was preparing for a card game and he did the interview from the front seat of his van. But that was okay because Cedric had a lot of things to say. It's a moment that Ralph will always remember. There was, uh, the Rockets were playing against the Celtics during the championship. Ralph had had, you know, a little dust up with a couple of players. But what they had, they came to Boston and they had a, I don't know, it was a mannequin from the top, from the second, the second balcony. And they had a noose around this, uh, around his neck. And it was, it was Ralph Sampson's jersey on it. Could you imagine in this day and time with that ever happening? But nobody has ever talked about that particular thing. And I talked to Ralph one time about it on my podcast. He said, man, that was that was something. But nobody, everybody just kind of, it's, it's blind. Mm -hmm. You can go back and actually see this video of this mannequin or whatever it was hanging from the wreck. And then, then security finally came and took it down. But can you imagine that even happening these days? Yeah, I remember that 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 that, that time because we had a you know, slight altercation in Houston because I didn't want to lose the game, and we went to went back to Boston, and you know I had Big John Gamble and Coach Bill Dunn with me because uh, we got death threats, whatever that I knew not a lot about, but we had a lot of security, and in that game, uh, you know, the Boston won in the game six. Bill Fitch was uh, our coach, rest in peace, mm -hmm. uh, took us off the court, took all the stars off the court because he knew Boston was going to swarm. The fans were going to swarm the court. So he took us off the court, put the uh, subs in. So we're in the locker room watching the last two minutes of the game because at that point in time, we don't get beat. But I did see that up in the, the rafters and I didn't know they had taken it down now. But there was a lot going on at that point in time. And Cedric, being that he lives in Boston, he still commentates for the Celtics, mm -hmm. kind of remembers that. And uh, we, we've talked about it a number of times over our lifetime. Yeah, for sure. We go to our number one moment. And it's not from the biggest name we've had of our 100 shows, but maybe one of the most inspirational. 
Dolph Pulliam was a guy that I followed when I was in Iowa. He played for Drake University. He had an amazing story about growing up in West Point with his eight siblings. His mom died when he was six. They used to pick cotton, but they also would have to be, they would be driven to town to watch their neighbors be literally executed in, in the streets. Well, Dolph came to Iowa and his family did move to Indiana, but Dolph came to Iowa and then he had a lot of blessings and knew the governor of Iowa, Robert D. Ray. So he wanted to take a return vacation to where he grew up. Well, guess what happened? Almost the same thing. Dolph Pulliam, a very emotional story. After I graduated from Drake University and started working, I decided that I wanted to go back to West Point just to see what the town was like. And so I told my friend uh, that invited, that uh, told me that if you needed anything, just call me. And that was the governor of the state. And so Governor Ray and I were talking. He says, so what are you going to do this summer? I said, Governor, I'm going to drive back to Mississippi and see my hometown. He said, well, Dolph. He says, take my number. And if you run into any problem, just give me a call. <laughs> he, says, he said, I'm going to call one of my friends down in Mississippi in case something happens. So they'll know. So I didn't know who he was calling. So long story short, I got stopped by a state trooper. <laughs> he uh, he uh, called me a lot of names. He banged on my car. And uh, he said that I was rebellious. And they arrested me. They took me into this little old small town. And they put me in jail. And there I am. And I asked him, when am I going to get a call? And uh, so he, they let me make my call. And I called the governor in the middle of the night. I called the governor. And I said, this is what's going on. And he said, Dolph, don't do anything to, 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 to cause a problem. He said, you just keep quiet and let me handle this. And I said, okay. So I just sat there in my jail cell and all of a sudden banging, breaking through the, the little small town jail door <laughs> was, the, was the National Guard of Mississippi. <laughs> they had their guns drawn and they said, get him out of that jail now. <laughs> And wow. they out of the jail, and then they made them get in the jail. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and they said, to, and, and then they brought my car, and I, I continued on my trip. But I had a state trooper following me the entire time that I was in Mississippi uh, visiting. Stick, some pretty emotional moments, right? In the, I mean, the that, that's, that story is definitely... Uh... I mean, from in his career in Iowa and all the stuff he's done in, in, in the sports world, then having to go back. I mean, I know people in, all over the world may not know who he is uh, in, in, in the Mississippi area or, or whatever, but his story is amazing. And to get pulled over and, you know, things things just happen for a reason. And get pulled over and have the governor's number in his phone uh, and, and his wallet <laughs> where he had it and get one phone call. And that's who he called. He didn't call a friend and he called no. family. Called he the called governor. the governor because he knew what he needed to do. Yeah. And then to have the the, the armed guard come and, 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 and get him out with the gun blazing into a police station and, and then put them into the cell. I mean, that, that, you can't beat that story, Matt. You can't I beat th that one. I think, I think there's a movie in there somewhere. I think so. Our top 10 moments and 100 shows in our celebration. Ralph and I look ahead to what's next. This is Center Court on the Winner's Circle Network. A bold new experience is coming to Charlottesville. Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson is opening the American Tap Room. It's an upscale sports bar brought to you by the basketball legend himself. 
Ralph Sampson's American Tap Room has been built in the spirit of competition with everything from burgers and wings to premium steaks and seafood. The Tap Room also features a special Ralph's House IPA made by the Three Knots Brewing Company. With the grand opening just a couple weeks away, now is your chance to join Ralph's team and get in on the ground floor of the American Tap Room launch. Whether you're traveling for the game and looking for that special pregame meal or meeting that important client, Ralph's American Tap Room is in a terrific location in Barracks Road off of Emmett Street. Discover Hall of Fame greatness. Log on to americantaproom.com. Welcome back, Center Court, Winter Circle Network, and uh, our top 10 moments. Every, everybody from Chris Long to Dolph Pulliam and Charlie Scott and Jim Gray and a, a lot of good ones. And there, I could probably have, uh, Ralph, we could have celebrated 50, uh, maybe 100 uh, great moments of 100 shows because we, we really had a, a lot of terrific people to talk to. As we move forward in your philosophy, uh, why did you want a podcast? What was your... What was your uh, initial thinking when you wanted to put together a radio show and a podcast? Well, the mission was, Mike, I mean, being at center court, not just center court in basketball, it's kind of the center of life with people's ideas, emotions, mission. We've had, you know, Mac, we've had music artists here for our Christmas shows from, mm -hmm. you know, Kurt Whalen to, uh, to, yep. to, to other ones as well. Yeah, we've Bri had Brian McKnight. Was, Brian McKnight. Yeah. yeah. You know, all those guys that want to be athletes and sports stars to the great Warren Moon, to John Grisham, to whomever it's mm -hmm. been. And their stories outside of the game are much more interesting to me. Like, I mean, Isaiah Thomas story we had today. I mean, you would not know if you don't ask those questions, but in being recruited, that Bobby Knight sit on his radiator, heat radiator, <laughs> and that's how they had heat in the house with no furniture, right? And I'm sure he's told their story else, elsewhere, but the relationships that I have with these guys and we built every guest we have on here, become very special mm -hmm. and just like Jim Gray, we can go back to him now and say, you know, come back to our show. We want to talk about this, but we want to know that uh, whoever we bring on here has something other than the game or sports that they love and have something that they can help the community and the world out as well. Just like, just like Chris Long. In our second 100, uh, we have a, a list a mile long, Ralph, I'm, I'm rooting for uh, a Michael Jordan. I'm rooting for, uh, oh, Reggie Jackson. You know, I would love to, Reggie yeah. was a childhood uh, hero. And so we have a, a list a mile long, but I want to thank a lot of people. Of course, Kathy, who has been by our side the whole way. And I've always said she's the, well, I'll, I'll use a Reggie the saying, right? She is the straw that stirs the drink. And that was the first time I heard, heard that was from Reggie. But with all the, our radio affiliates who teamed with us in the state of Virginia, you know, I got to say thank you to, you know, Julie and Mitch and Frank and 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 all the people from uh you know the valley and just they've been very very important to us and you know Joe Thomas who who was the initial uh right here in in Charlottesville and so we just want to say you know thank you it's uh, it's great to have you as partners and you think we can pull off 100 more yeah, I mean, we, we might have to amp it up a little bit. We can pull off 100 more for sure. We might have to do one, 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 one or two a week to get that done over the next uh, number of weeks. But we, we, we can get there for sure. All right. Keep the restaurant going. Keep the lights burning. And uh, Ralph and I return next week and, and weeks to come. That's Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. We hope you have a terrific few days. You've been listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. 
Our podcast is available on the Believe Network at BLEAV.com. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. For more information, log on to SampsonFamilyFoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. Teamwork makes the dream work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.